My name is Kathy Dean, and I'm married to Susan DeGeorge. We got married um, oh, a number of years ago, and um, I, I'm, I'm fairly new to this. And um, I've been impressed in the last few days with the fact that being married to Susan, I know how living with a minister who's out in the Presbyterian Church has affected her. She's had to work part-time jobs and hasn't been able to get a full-time job with a, a, a congregation. But in this last day or two, I've seen how other people have been absolutely crushed by this policy. They were drummed out of the church and, and weren't able to get jobs. It's really very moving. Um, but with that, I'll let you tell Susan some of her story because she's been around for a while and even before me had to deal with a lot because of, of this policy. So um, I, I'm Susan DeGeorge, and um, I am currently the stated clerk of Hudson River Presbytery. Um, and I think I'm probably the only uh, out stated clerk who is in a same gender marriage. Um, at least whenever I go to any middle governing body organization, that's my role. Is everybody else will say, let's talk about. LGBT issues, and I'll say, well, no, there's one of a, somebody here who's lesbian. Let's let's talk about people. Um, so, but before uh, I became a state clerk two and a half years ago, uh, I was the pastor at um, the South Presbyterian Church in Dobbs Ferry, New York, um, and South Church became a um, well, eventually a more light congregation, but a PLGC uh, congregation back in 1984 um, when. They passed a policy that said that they welcomed everyone to the welcome the worship and the leadership of the congregation. The catch was that in 1984 they didn't have anybody who was gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. And in 1990, um, we finally had some folks who came who said, um, "We'd like to be married by you." Two two men, um, Harry and David, who said, "We'd like to be married by you." And my session suddenly had to figure out um, what they were going to do. The other pastor and I were very supportive of the idea. But the session, it was really hard for us to work with them. Um, and um, month after month of session meetings, and th this couple saying, we found the tripwire. You say you're LGBT friendly, but we found the tripwire. Um, and finally, uh, we came back to a session meeting one day, and uh, this one woman who has been on session forever said, I went home last night and I talked to my daughter who's a freshman in college, and she said to me, Mom, you're sounding to me just like um, uh, you say Grandma sounded to you during the civil rights issues in the 1960s. And so the next day, Linda Jo came back and moved that we, we begin to do um, same-gender wedding services, and we started to. Um, and so for, in the 1990s, we did weddings, and we ordained um, gay elders and gay deacons. Um, in uh, 1996, I was a commissioner to Albuquerque, the year that we passed Amendment B, um, and it broke my heart. Um, and that same year, I went on the Synod of the Northeast Permanent Judicial Commission. And I spent my six years serving that hearing one LGBT case after another, the Stanford case around the gay elder's position, the, um, Burlington's case for taking a position. At the same time, um, my congregation, South Church, was itself making clear its descent to the denomination. And in um, 1998, I married two men, um, Jeff and George, and they put their wedding in the newspaper. And in 19, 
99, I was uh, the other pastor of the church, and Joe Gilmore and the session and I were brought up on charges for doing um, same-gender marriages um, and for gay ordination as well. Um, Hudson River is a great place to be. I mean, they're willing to have me as an out clerk, um, and um, Hudson River stood by us. They investigated us. They said, they asked questions like, do you know, that, do you think you're giving the 2,000 some odd legal rights to these couples when you marry them? And we said, no, we know we can't do that, but we consider two hearts that are, are beating together and, and standing together on behalf of love and justice and, and mutuality, a marriage. And they said, but you know you're not doing these, giving these legal rights. And we said, yes, we do know that. And they said, okay, are you using the book of uh, Directory of Common Worship for your services? No, we're not. But we don't for our straight couples either. Well, but you're not, no. So they went ahead and um, decided that they would not press charges any further against us. And so Mark Benton, one of the other members of this presbytery, turned around and sued the Hudson River Presbyterian instead. And that became Benton versus Hudson River. Um, a decision that said you can only do same-gender marriages if you call them holy unions and if, if you make a distinction. Um, in the process, I was, at, when that case came up, in the process of, uh, I had applied to a church in another presbytery and was in the process of moving, and of course I got stopped. You can't transfer presbyteries when, um, when you have charges against you. So that sort of threw my family off a little bit. Um, in uh, 2000, uh, in response to the Benton case, we organized um, 16 congregations in Hudson River, which we call the dissenting churches, and uh, wrote statements to, again to the denomination, ran ads in the newspapers, etc., saying that um, we were not going to abide by Amendment B and we were going to continue to do these, these blessings for same-gender couples, no matter what you were calling them. And um, in... Um, 2002, as part of that, we organized a Reformation service um, that brought people from all over the country um, to participate in it, and um, in which we nailed our descent to the door of uh, the sanctuary, and we had everybody from West Coast, East Coast coming. It got a huge amount of coverage and really annoyed the layman. Um, we got nicknamed after that. The um, Dobbs Ferry Church was the, how was it put? the undefeated Alamo of homosexual activists. Um, and so when Rolf Jensen in 2002 and 2003 wanted people to go after, um, the other pastor, Joe Gilmore, and I again went up on charges for doing same gender um, ceremonies. And, and we got questioned together. We gave the same answer that we'd given back in 1998. Um, and the, in this case, Ralph didn't show up for any of for his side of any of the investigations, and so eventually, again, those charges got dropped um, because by this point, it was very clear the presbytery would have had a hard time to dance around what we were doing. We were pretty honest with with who we were and what we were doing at that point. Um, so um, it's it's watching the changes in the last couple of years has been pretty amazing, given where we were back in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, general Assembly this time was amazing. This was my third General Assembly, and it went from anger, a huge amount of anger and rage, and I'm sure a lot of it's still there. But uh, people from both sides were talking to each other this time, and I had not seen that right. at General Assembly before. It was just a completely different Four years feel. before, when I had been an overture advocate for same-gender right. marriage, 
as we walk, as I walked back to my seat, people were cursing me out from the other side. And this year, you know, people were, were wonderful. So it just is an amazing change, both the ordination change in 2010 and then the, the same gender marriage, AI and, and overture in 2014. So. Oh, can I ask you some questions? Sure. So um, from your perspective, um, Susan, the, the transformation that you both speak of this general assembly, so it's a the past general assembly. What is your feeling about looking forward, like the presence? I think there's still a piece of work to be done. So I can sit, as I said, I can sit at middle governing body gatherings, and everybody assumes nobody there is GLBT, nobody. And I put G first in this case because I would I. That's the way that in the denomination it's still referred to. The assumption is that if somebody's going to be there, it will be a gay man first. Um, but there probably won't be any lesbians, there probably won't be anybody bisexual, and there clearly won't be anybody transgender who's in middle governing body. That's the assumption. So there's a piece of work that's still to be done there. Um, it's, I miss being in a parish big time, but it is a piece of work that, that needs to be done. Um, I also think in congregations, you know, as a stated clerk, I get to know our congregations in this area. And Hudson River is a fairly, on a continuum, pretty far left as far as, as LGBT stuff. Um, but there are still, even our more light churches tend to think, well, when they think of their standard pastor, it's a straight man who's in his 30s with 2.5 kids. And so there's still a piece of work to be done there as well. Um, so I'm hopeful because I think we can... We continue to need to person the, the, the cause to say, here we are, here we, um, but I'm hopeful that we can at least begin to move. Now we don't have to deal with each time. My last two times I went to look for jobs and parishes, um, I got all the way through the clearance interviews and I'd go back at that point and say, and I just want to be clear with you that I am an out lesbian pastor who is married. And the answer would be, well, we're, we, we have no problem with that, but we can't ask our congregation to deal with that. So we really can't give you the call then. And um, now at least that part is not in the, the, in the way. Now a congregation has to either say, we're not ready to deal with it. It's not that we could be brought up on charges and so we're worried. So it's a, it's a real step. I'm, I'm hopeful it'll take another five, 10 years for us to get where we really need to be and to catch up with society, which is a little further ahead of a large lot of the country, but, but we're moving. Um, from your stated clerk spot, um, speak about your visions and dreams concerning the logistics of reconciliation in, in, the, in the larger church sense. And then um, if both of you could maybe speak about it, the reconciliation from a personal sense as it, as it relates to this gathering here and the whole healing of wound aspect and, and, and how you have made it to this point, what it looks like, what it feels like. Okay. The, for, for the first one, um, there are a group of us who for the last three years now, three years, two and a half years, um, we met for the first time at Stony Point. Right. And it is a group of people represented from that all may freely serve, from More Light Presbyterians, from Covenant Network, and from what is now the fellowship, the conservative group. It was several groups when we started. But we've met together for long weekends, extended weekends, to really dialogue honestly with each other and to say we want to understand each other. And we will never, I, we will never, Paul Detterman, for instance, the head of the, the fellowship, 
and I will, will never agree on LGBT things. But, but we, uh, I think we really like each other a lot now, and we want to stay together in the denomination. And so I think efforts like that are really how we're going to reconcile together. We have heard each other in those dialogues. We have cried because each, we've caused each other pain in being honest in who we are. Um, but we've done it trying to be brothers and sisters together. And I hope that, and, and as open as we can all be, it's, it's been really amazing experiences. At the end of the, the uh, 2014 General Assembly, the group of us went together to meet Heath and to say, we want to talk together about what we can do. We want to offer you the fact that this dialogue has worked so well for us. We hope there are ways to do it across the country and, and to meet with him together, rather than what's apparently happened in previous years is LGBT groups have gone and conservatives have run it. And we were like, no, we want to really present ourselves together. So I, I think something like that may move the denomination ahead in a way. Um, here, reconciliation is a little harder, I think, because People, there are people here who have left the denomination in pain. There are people like, my, my life has been changed because I, of, of being out and having charges brought against me. But I've been able to piece jobs together in various ways. And I, had a, I couldn't leave the congregation I had, but it was a good congregation. And so 25 years in one congregation wouldn't have been my choice, but I had a congregation with me. Um, there are people here who don't have that. And so the pain and the reconciliation that needs to happen and the denomination has bent over backwards on behalf of conservatives to say, we're sorry you're leaving. We haven't had the same kind of statement as far as people who are LGBT who have left. And I would hope that somewhere along the way that kind of statement would be issued. Jack, um, uh, Kathy, from your perspective, um, the same question. Like, you, how do you, from you, what it's, are you? I've had my eyes open here. Because, like I said, I've known Susan's situation and a few other people, but I've seen some here. I've, I've really felt some of the pain that has been caused. Um, it, as far as, for, my, for myself personally, though, I spent years in one congregation, just like knowing one minister. I have a unique um, perch now because I'm driving her around to all these different churches where she preaches on Sunday. Some of them very conservative, some of them very liberal. It runs the gamut. I've probably been in, well, half the churches in the Hudson River Presbytery. And we go, and people know we're, we're, we're going in as a, a lesbian couple. And I introduce her. This is my wife, Kathy. Exactly. And people are, no, you know, nobody's throwing us out. People are friendly. Some people maybe are a little like, oh, but we're doing that, I mean, it's in some ways we're doing that work. It is a piece of work that needs to be done. And um, I'm out there, I'm seeing, we're all just people. We have, it's, it's a matter of need to get to know. People need to know us, we need to know them. Um, you know, a lot of these, really not bad people out there, it's just people who don't understand. It's a fear and that, that, that when they have a face is not quite as fearful. Right. So, unfortunately, the time, I think people who are maybe 10, 15 years younger than Susan, those people will be getting the jobs, hopefully, at some point. I, I think her generation, our generation, it's, it's going to be hard to get the parish jobs. There, there are a few people who have them, but um, there's a huge number of people here who've left the denomination.